Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. Hello and welcome to this edition of Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels. I am him. And I'm Lorraine, the co-driver. She is indeed. On this particular podcast, Used Car Supermarket reveals the top 10 used cars of 2018. The Renault Zoe S edition brings enhanced value to electric car segment. And GEM say, please, leave your phone alone whilst driving. But first, let's talk the lingo. Mm, the lingo? Yes, the Citroen Berlingo. It's been our test car this week. Oh yes, the one you called a van with windows. Well, maybe a wee bit harsh, <laughs> but just a wee bit. Essentially, that's what it is. However, the Berlingo has over 1.7 million sales over the years that it's been on sale, you know. And with this third generation model, which went on sale last August... It has improved exterior looks with chunky plastic trim, new Citroen grille and black windscreen pillars. Well, as I've said before, Ali, I'm a big fan of rear sliding doors. Um, For the supermarket problems, when you have children or grandchildren in the car, they whack open the doors and they dent either your door or the next car to you. So sliding doors are great for children. Plus the added flexibility of being able to fold individually the, the seats as well. This creates an amazing amount of space. The boot has 775 litres of space with easy accessibility due to a huge tailgate. Inside, this is made for family lifestyle with loads of storage options, including our test model had a plastic storage tray which sits cleverly Underneath the panoramic glass roof. I know, it was a bit of a, you know, I thought to myself, what is that? I thought it was clever. Yeah, very, very clever. It's a bit of it for a van. Anyway, <laughs> you're not wrong there, Lorraine. There, there's certainly lots of nooks and crannies. I found that for you to put all your must-haves with you. In fact, it would be like having a second handbag for you, an opportunity to lose even more pairs of specs and glasses, <laughs> says he that's lost mine in one of the cars somewhere. But how does it perform on the road? Well, the Berlingo is powered by various petrol and diesel engines. Uh, we were testing the 101 brake horsepower 1.5 diesel version with a manual five-speed gearbox. I had a two and a half hour drive to do. I must admit, I was pleasantly surprised. My only downside was that on the motorway, I was occasionally looking for a sixth gear and mm. it just wasn't there. Yeah. Would you not agree, though, Ali, that the Berlingo is a car that's been designed for comfort and versatility, not performance? Yeah, well, without a doubt, on saying that, I found my long drive a bit tiring towards the end. What were your thoughts on the actual drive of the car? I actually quite enjoyed it, if I'm honest. I liked the high driving position, which gave me great all-round visibility. The handling was really good. Accurate steering. The Berlingo was well-equipped with switches that were clear and easy to use. A touchscreen allows you to control the sat-nav system and infotainment. Plus, I liked Apple CarPlay to listen to all my favourite tunes. And that also has Android Auto as well, and they're very easy to connect. It comes in two trim levels, the feel and the flare. We were driving the flare, which was a bit of an upmarket one. It comes in at just under £22,000. Ours did come loaded with over £4,000 of extras, though. And I must mention that there was loads of legroom and headroom for all the passengers, no matter how tall or small. Well, there would be. It's a van. (laughs) Grief. However, if you can get your mind round that, that it is a van, then great. It's a very practical, I suppose... 
family people carrier. That's that's what it is. It's a people mm-hmm. carrier, mm-hmm. you know, um, which returns a very healthy claimed combined sixty five point seven miles per gallon figure. I thought that was quite. That's what impressive. surprised me about it as well. It was impressive. On a long journey, I would just think the seats were a, a wee bit hard. But, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. It starts at just over 18,000, works its way up, as, as we said, loaded with £4,000 worth of extras. It had everything on it that the family would want, I would imagine, with mm-hmm. cupboards and little nookies and everything to, put, to, to keep the kids just happy. Just picking up on some things you said there, you said it was a great people carrier. It's got great um, miles per gallon figures. And it's not so great on longer journeys. That's why we see so many taxis. Every every second taxi that I was in or round about this way last week, I thought it's another Citroen Berlingo. But that's why it's spacious, great economy. So I actually quite liked it. I liked it better than the similar Vauxhall combo life that we had a few weeks before. Yeah, yeah, we did speak about that. I mean, yeah. they're both there for a certain market yeah. and, mm-hmm. and obviously the manufacturers, I would think, they obviously know that there is a good market out there for them or, mm-hmm. or they wouldn't be producing them. Thumbs up. Indeed. Thumbs up for the right market. <laughs> yes, definitely. But can I just say, not for me, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels podcast. Like, share and subscribe. All right, let's have a look at some of the news that's coming out of the manufacturers this week. Um, there's been a few award ceremonies going on and, and yes. some winners as well. What do you got? I've got um, Hyundai news in from them. They're very chuffed, very pleased with themselves this week. The Manufacturer of the Year Award has been presented to the brand delivering the best products and technology for consumers, as voted by the AM Awards panel of judges. Hyundai won it because they said they've got great versatility, they've got the luxurious seven-seater Santa Fe, they've got the Coda Compact and the i30N Hot Hatch. Great choice for consumers. So well done to Hyundai. I know. Thumbs up because a, a great company. Yes. And, and they, we like their cars. They, we do. And they, the guys at the top there work very, very hard in the UK as well. I've got one uh, from Land Rover. The new Range Rover Evoque has been awarded Best Compact SUV before it's even out in the showrooms at the GQ Car Awards. There. Uh, the magazine praised the second generation for setting a new standard for compact SUVs. And I, I must admit, I'm looking forward to getting behind the wheel of the new one, just to compare it. The new Range Rover Evoque has been awarded the best uh, compact SUV, as we say. It's They say, Land Rover say, it's, it's in their blurb, it's built for the city and beyond. Um, and it has the world's first and this is why I want to drive it. I want to. I want to see this. The world's first clear sight ground view technology. Now it creates an invisible bonnet, making it easier to navigate high city centre curbs. So you don't curb the alloys, alley, <laughs> or tricky off-road terrain. And the new clear sight smart rear view mirror transforms into an HD video screen, allowing the driver's view to remain unrestricted by passengers. Or large items in the back. Now that is clever that technology. Is clever. I want to see this. Uh, fueled, and here's here's an even better one. All right, uh, you know we're all going to be efficient. We're all going to be green, you know, green, mm-hmm. green. Yeah. Uh, fueled by sustainable innovation, the Evoke offers premium alternatives to leather. So the leather's not always going to be there. They're doing a durable wool blend with technical suede cloth made from. 53 recycled plastic bottles per vehicle. <laughs> Always amazes me that plastic bottles can be recycled into they anything. They can do anything, yeah. can't they? Eh? So you're sitting in your seat and you're feeling quite chuffed with yourself because you're doing whatever is needed to be done 
or the planet? Cows will be pleased. <laughs> Bridget, we'd either <laughs> wouldn't. No. Um, we've got one in from uh, GEM. They're saying, leave your phone alone while driving. Right, now. I'm going to go through this and I'm going to ask okay. you a question right. at the end, okay? So the uh, Road Safety and Breakdown Organisation, GEM, who were on a podcast just a couple of weeks ago, um, urging every driver to accept that using a mobile phone while at the wheel is not only illegal, but it is also far too risky. The current penalty of a £200 fine with six penalty points was introduced in March 2017, but figures released by the Department of Transport reveal they are unacceptably high levels of illegal phone use still going on. 37% of drivers believing the chance of getting caught is minimal and 52% not concerned about the impact of getting caught. Well, uh, GEM Road Safety Officer Neil Worth says holding and using any device while in control of a car is a potentially lethal distraction. He appeals for all drivers to understand the unacceptable level of risk that goes with using a phone whilst at the wheel. Being distracted whilst driving, whether by something inside the car, something outside the car, something inside your head, or indeed an action that's not connected with the primary task of driving, is a major cause of crashes and road deaths. Using a handheld phone while driving is a serious offence, they say. And I hold my hand up. I was guilty and I got stopped once. Um, a few years ago, sitting at traffic lights, my phone went and I picked it up and answered it. It was my solicitor. <laughs> it was a police in the car oh, behind you. It was a solicitor. <laughs> and I get through the lights and at, sitting at the other end of the lights, the police can, I said to my solicitor, I may need your services. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it is. To I, be fair, though, that was quite a long time ago. Yeah, and yeah. most cars these days have the hands-free technology yeah, so absolutely. it should be less of an issue now than it was before but it's not we still see people mm. using them including as well. lorry drivers i was just going to say that it's gv drivers mm-hmm. um again they should be set you would up. think you would think yeah. so yeah but here's my question okay okay if it is against the law to do that mm-hmm. is touchscreen a bigger distraction there are more cars now touch the screen to change your radio. Touch the screen to do this. Touch the screen to do that. You've got to look at the screen to touch it. It's very true. And I find this touch screens more distraction. As much as a distraction. Well, I think it is more of a distraction. Yeah, yeah. There you are. That's that's my beef for this one. I'll rant over for this Rant over. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, okay. (laughs) News in from BMW. If you're thinking of changing your car, Ali, this could be the one for you. Um, The BMW M850i Drive Coupe First Edition. It's coming into the country in June. My order's in, by the way. Well, they're only making 400 and only 10 are coming to the UK. Exactly. That's are you I'm... one of those 10? Yes, yes, yes. My order's in. Yes, right. Okay. It's absolutely, well, it looks absolutely fantastic. It sounds wonderful, full of luxury. The interior is going to be beautiful. And it comes with a small price tag of £921,995. That's it. Yes. I don't believe you have an order in. As soon as I win the lottery, my order will be in. Absolutely. <laughs> You'll be too late then. <laughs> uh, Renault's 100% electric Zoe S edition uh, completes the straightforward two trim Zoe lineup from Renault. Uh, Renault's introduced this new version at the top of the Renault Zoe range. And the new S edition replaces the previous signature NAV version and brings a host of equipment at small premium over the Renault uh, Zoe Dominique. Ordering is open now 
and uh, I've read a few bits from some of our motoring colleagues and none of them have been kind to it. So oh <laughs> we're looking forward to, to seeing what's, what we feel about that when we do get be, behind a wheel. Coming up uh, next month, I think it is, is the Geneva Motor Show. So no doubt we'll have more to come over the next few weeks from them. But Mazda had co- touched with us to say they are showing the Mazda MX-5, a 30th anniversary edition. They're also showing the newish Mazda CX-3 and they have a new compact SUV on show. It's going to be launched at Geneva Motor Show, but they haven't given us a name yet. I know. It's all hush, hush. But they're very good at SUVs, so I would think it will be something to look forward to. And the Mazda 3, and and, and indeed the whole Mazda market Range. in Scotland mm. is uh, very popular. Yeah. Scotland, very one of, very one of the um, uh, top areas in the UK for them uh, as far as sales are concerned. Mm-hmm. In fact, the UK press launch for the uh, Mazda 3 is in May and they're flying journalists from all over the UK into Scotland. Yeah, Yeah, so we... Well, let's put an effort in and try and get Jeremy, the MD, uh, from Mazda on and onto the next podcast and see what we can get out of him. Okay, uh, used car supermarket Motorpoint has... This is interesting. uh, They've just released the top best-selling cars of 2018. And as uh, the uh, country's independent vehicle retailer, its figures give a good insight into the UK's second-hand market. To the surprise of absolutely nobody, the Nissan Qashqai is the second-hand bestseller of 2018. It's moved up two places versus 2017. Uh, The Qashqai, one of the founding fathers, of course, of compact crossover uh, so that wasn't uh, too much of a surprise the cars following behind are all relatively predictable choices too you can't go wrong with a ford fiesta volkswagen golf ford focus or the bmw 3 series and together with the cash guide in that order they make up uh the the top lots so would you like me to run through go on then go on then the top 10 selling uh cars secondhand cars as far as 2018 was concerned at number 10 the mercedes-benz c-class a uh, Vauxhall astro is at nine the citroen c1 is at eight the bmw1 series at seven and the nissan juke at five here's the top five uh, sorry the nissan juke at six uh top five bmw3 series at five ford focus at four Volkswagen Golf at three, Ford Fiesta at two, and as we say, the Nissan Qashqai at number one. Any surprises there for you? No, not at all. Not at all. all. Not at all. Um, That is the UK wide, of course, as we always find out. Uh, Scotland is a wee bit different. Yes, sometimes. uh, Sometimes. Vauxhall always, certainly in new cars, Vauxhall uh, always at the top there uh, as number one. Has been for several years. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's already one of the most affordable and desirable family sports cars. What are we talking about? The Skoda Octavia VRS. Beautiful car. I drove it not that long ago and thoroughly enjoyed driving it. There's a new model coming out and it's up to, it's around about, oh, I think it's coming in £30,000 right. um, for the VRS. The VRS is a lovely car. It's, just, it's really, really sporty. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a nice car to drive. Love it. So I'm looking forward to having a chance of driving that one. When we get in them, don't we? We, we always say, oh, you forget how good this it's is. good it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, really good. Um, the Volvo XC90 tops the rankings as the best used luxury SUV in diesel car and eco cars used car top 50. Um, the magazine praises Volvo's largest SUV model for its triumph of subtle design. And it's already a multiple new 
Car Award winner as well because it's 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 been winning awards all over the yeah, place, yeah. including Scotland. Yes, the Scottish <laughs> Car of the Year, absolutely. Finally, I'm going to talk about what 5.5 million road users involved in physical altercation on the UK roads. Over half of road users, motorists, cyclists, pedestrians, um, have felt intimidated. 47% have felt aggression and 45% been shouted at and 31% sworn or insulted at. And, and it's, it's, it's what we feel that's coming, I, I, it's coming through in day-to-day life, you know, and that people are getting angrier. What a way to behave, patience. though. You know, you, as a pedestrian, if somebody pushed past you, you wouldn't start bawling and swearing and shouting at them. Well, you might, but most people wouldn't. But on the road, I think it depends on certain drivers seem to be more angry than others as well. I think they seem to have more right to be on the road and more right to overtake than others do. So I can see some people getting a wee bit um, cheesed yeah. off. I'm looking for a different word, cheesed off with it. But um, what about you? Have you experienced that? Yeah, I've experienced a couple of times. I was looking last night, actually, online. There's a, a, a dash cam video of uh, an HGV driver who's videoed another HGV overtaking him on uh, double white lines and having to jut in. And they came to a halt uh, further up. And the one at the back got out his lorry and ran forward and they ended up <laughs> fighting at the uh, the side of the road, That's physically ridiculous. fighting, physically fighting, pushing each other, and you know, and the the driver has at the back has put an explanation on, and said I didn't, you know, he was very aggressive, and I, I didn't push back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it shouldn't have happened. I remember it's playground behaviour. I remember a guy in a motorbike. Uh, I I he decided to overtake everything, and then came in very close to me, and I peaked the horn because he he was out of order mm-hmm. and he he decided to push his bike back and come along close to me and he was ranting and I pointed to my dash cam that he was on the camera, which mm-hmm. I have to add wasn't working. But <laughs> <laughs> I pointed to it, I just said, stayed very calm Smile. and pointed to it and smiled and he walked away. But the aggression was absolutely unbelievable and I remember going also into a petrol station um, at one day and um, somebody jutted in front of me to where I was sitting waiting in a car moving out. The car moved out and before I moved forward to the petrol pump, somebody else uh, just came straight in front of me and he was ranting and raving and saying, you know, and I was like, well, okay, if you're that much of a hurry, on you go. And then he started shouting at me. (laughs) I remember a few years back, I was in town Christmas shopping and I was just about to pull into this car park space when this woman had gone further up the street. I think she was maybe planning on reversing to this, I just took her spot. And and she came out and she ranted and raved at me, that's my spot. And I said, well, I'm in it now. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's you that causes the arguments. It didn't have her name on it. <laughs> she obviously thinks it did, yeah. Uh, British new car registrations dip by minus 1.6% in January, but demand for electrified models surges. We just need to get the electric points yes. then, wouldn't it? That yeah, be good. Well, the range is increasing, so that's quite good. So the manufacturer is doing well increasing the range. All we need is somewhere to charge them. You're absolutely right, Ali. And we need more of them. Yes. And, and I believe the governments are doing, doing it, but not doing it fast enough. No. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Subject for another week. That's it on this podcast. Good. I'm Ali Bally. I'm Lorraine, the co-driver. Ali Bally's Weekly Wheels podcast. Like, share and subscribe.